Hello, everyone. Welcome to Leadership Talks. I'm your host, Kiran. I'm a leadership communication coach with Leadership Card. Every week on Leadership Talks, we invite a guest to share their leadership journey. Today, on the 10th episode of Leadership Talks, I have the privilege of having Associate Professor Dr. Bala. Dr. Bala is joining us all the way from Penang, Malaysia. He's an award-winning, uh, award-winning lecturer for human, for human resource management. He's an NLP coach, a fellow John Maxwell trainer, along with being a friend. Well, recently, I had the privilege of attending Professor Bala's uh, workshop, which was on leadership talks from the Mahabharat. And I found that session so encaptivating that I wanted him to be a guest on our show. He was able to relate how ancient wisdom can be correlated with, with new organizations, modern organizations, and in the VOCA world. With that, let me invite Professor Bala to Leadership Talks. With Thank Hi, you, Bala. Hi, okay, you. Okay. Thank you for joining okay. us today. Okay. Thank you, Kiran. Thank you for your invitation. I am excited to share my knowledge and thoughts on leadership uh, for emerging leaders and also aspiring leaders. Absolutely. And uh, uh, Dr. Bala, why don't you tell our viewers a little bit about yourself before we start with the entire sharing about ancient wisdom? Okay, Kiran, let me start with the my origin. Where do yeah. I come from? I was born and received my primary and secondary education in a town called Sungai Petani. Okay, Sungai Petani literally means farmer's river. Sungai means river, Petani means farmer. It is located in the state of Kedah in North Peninsula of Malaysia. Uh, for non-Malaysian, this state is located uh, closer to Thai border and it is very popular for rice production. And I have worked in uh, many industries. At present, I am in the education industry. Okay. Uh, I have also worked in uh, manufacturing uh, and also HR training and consultancy work that I have done within Malaysia and in other countries. Yes, I forgot to I add on that you work with multiple okay. in hundreds of organizations, both in Malaysia and in Asia. I forgot to add that in yes. your introduction. Yes, please. I, I did my degree in economics, a master's in human resource management. And my doctorate is in the field of human resource uh, development. Okay. Uh, currently, what I do, you know, my area of specialization within HRM is on employment law. Uh, and also, I do studies on human behavior in organization, which includes leadership. Nice. And within the field of leadership, one of my passion is to explore the ancient lessons on leadership, ancient mm -hmm. literatures 
especially the two main epics like what you have mentioned earlier about the mahabharata mahabharata is one of the epic but yes. there is another epic that is called the ramayana so hmm. i have been doing a lot of studies on the ramayana and the mahabharata in the context of leadership uh, for me both these epics presents an eastern perspective of leadership and they have a lot to offer for leadership development even today in this wuka world mm, and as we move towards the fifth industrial revolution so that's a brief mm. background about me my work and my passion thank you so much dr bala so now that you've talked about your passion which is to be merging your um uh, love for the ancient scriptures with another thing that you love which is leadership would you be able to tell us a little bit about how leadership development is different between the eastern and the western cultures or the scriptures okay thank you kiran thank you for that question very important question for people who wants to know about leadership yeah how it is different between the west and the east yeah there are a lot of differences right. now even within the communities or countries in the west now when we say west uh, it includes uh, countries in the northern america north america europe and australia is also included mm. and when we say east mostly it is within asia now mm. within the communities in the west and in the east there are a lot of differences in terms of subculture Okay, subcultural differences also influence the leadership style, the leadership approaches, yeah. and there have been many studies related to cross-cultural leadership and also global leadership that has been done over the last thirty to forty years. That uh, also have given us a lot of distinction between. eastern leadership and western leadership and in 1980s one of the popular study was about the management in the american context and japanese context so okay, students yes. and also leaders uh, who have been familiar they will know that the japanese leadership and the american leadership is completely different what is the main difference is the cultural difference Mm. Yeah. And uh, if I want to add further, I used to teach a course on global HR, global human mm. resource management, where some of these differences were explored. Mm. Like there are studies that are very popular study done in a context of global culture that is called globe studies, G L O B E, globe studies. Mm-hmm. and there are also studies done by edgar hall in terms of high context and low yes. context cultures yes yes absolutely bye bye yes hall he referred high context to asians and yeah. low context to the westerners yeah and so, another yeah, like to add on that yes. in the in the asian culture we also have the concept of the face 
which is very yes. important when it comes to uh, uh, in when we are dealing in the organizations how people need to look at the face are, are we giving face or am i right on that uh, dr bala correct correct that that is a very important component the face is very important okay you must and not and also we also have the same face concept because we in malaysia also would uh, come under the asian or the eastern culture right yes so, in a, in a chinese context if if i'm not mistaken because i have worked in china in the year 2001 there is a term they call minze something like minze yes. that means a face yeah. there is yeah. a very important role in the communication and also relationship a uh, relationship which also includes uh, leadership and this uh, is very similar to what you just mentioned about the high context and the low context why don't you further elaborate on that okay the high context and low context can be explored in many dimension many areas one of the area is the communication in one culture communication is very direct in another culture communication is not so direct you can't right. say things directly to people you have to use a lot of uh, non verbal or even uh, words that might not hurt the other party the other person that you are communicating with so and if if you want to go through examples there are so many to 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 provide in terms of the distinction that you can draw between the high context and also the low context uh, yeah. but one of the landmark study uh, apart from um, Edgar Hall's study on the high context and low context there is a study done by Jert Hofstede uh, on okay. the cultural dimension uh, mm -hmm. that is on uh, dimension such as individualism collectivism uh, power distance and so on yes yes uh, yes the, the conclusion uh, kiran of all these studies you can summarize in just one sentence and mm -hmm. it is leadership is culture specific absolutely uh, it is culture specific so meaning right. that each and every communities uh, needs to explore and develop leadership based on their own value system culture when you say culture means it includes values attitude mm -hmm. belief system mm -hmm. uh, and many other variables involved in the area of uh, culture mm -hmm. when we study mm -hmm. the reason is that what makes good leader in one culture and another culture it can be different right in some cultures mm -hmm. leaders are expected to be very aggressive authoritarian right. a dominant mm. only the mm. style of leadership that is very aggressive dominant they will be able to achieve success in that particular culture but mm. in another culture you might find that the leaders might be expected to be humble uh, more participative so there is no one right way to lead it all depends on the situation it depends on the environment so i mean i i completely agree with you uh, dr bala that it the style of leadership depends on also the culture of the organization so would you be now able to add on like we've talked about when i brought in the faced concept it was very similar to the high context low context how we communicate with people um, whether it is going to be participative whether it's an individualistic society is it a collective society 
all these factors and variables decide on the leadership style that the organization and the individual is, um, you know, uh, leading at that particular time. But so just to take this further, how can organizations utilize ancient wisdom to develop people in their organizations? Are we looking at okay. only from the cultural sensitivity part of it? Or are there other lessons that we can take from there? Okay. Looking at the cultural sensitivities, uh, you need to also look at, uh, you cannot uh, import or impose certain styles, mm. certain uh, models of leadership that even though it might be successful in another culture, community, even organization within the same country, you might find mm. that if you want to use a different model from um, what they call a different organizations, you want to impose or even uh, uh, import, it might not work because you right. need to study the people, the environment, the context, right where the leadership is going to be practiced. So Absolutely. based on your uh, question on the utilization, how the ancient, uh, uh, what they call wisdom will be helpful to develop uh, people or leaders in an organization. As I said earlier, ancient wisdom is indeed relevant. Even though we may mm. might say it is an yeah. ancient or something like a yeah, Rana exactly. Or, it it feels like it's a redundant yeah. word, but actually there are mm. all our lessons about life, the essence of life lessons are all from the ancient wisdom. The way we communicate it, we may say it, our modern gurus may be talking about it, maybe different, but actually it's all the same old wisdom we are talking about. Yep. Yep. Okay. So if I want to take examples like uh, Greek philosophers, you have a lot mm. of uh, things that we can learn from them too, like Socrates, mm. uh, Plato, Pla Plato, Aristotle. They mm. have given us a lot of contribution on leadership too, in the field of leadership, mm. ethics, uh, ethics, virtue, yeah. justice, and also many other aspects of uh, human behavior. The Ramayana, for example, in book number two, Valmiki Ramayana, I'm referring to Valmiki Ramayana, book number two, that is called the Ayutthaya Khandam, chapter 100. And I mm -hmm. can include Rama, uh, the Mahabharata. The Mahabharata, mm -hmm. for example, in book 12, that is called Shanti Parva. Shanti Parva is a book of peace. Uh, which consists of over 500 chapters, offers many models of leadership, including mm. models on good governance. Uh, although both Ramayana and Mahabharata was written for kings to rule, okay, like mm. in the chapter 100 of Ayutthaya Khandam of uh, Valmiki Ramayana, uh, Rama will be asking questions to Bharata and all these questions are about leadership and administration. Right. And then in book 12, Shanti Parva of the Mahabharata, Bhishma will be giving sermons, will be giving uh, his experience on leadership and governance to Yudhishthira. And right. unfortunately, not many people have done research based on ancient literatures. So what people in most of the studies that they do is that they look into the leadership more from the development process. 
that is the mm. leadership development but not much on the 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 traits that needs to be uh developed in the leaders which is more on individual perspective of leadership so kiran when we look at the ancient wisdom the focus on leadership is on leader development leader right. development not the much on leadership development mm. uh, let me tell you there are difference between leader development and, and leadership. leadership development yeah leader please. development focuses on individual mm -hmm. the individual whereas leadership development focuses on the process mm -hmm. so it's not only about the process it also focuses on strategy structure mm -hmm. and also the system so in the ancient wisdom if we take the vedanta okay vedanta is one of the ancient wisdom the leader development starts with self awareness uh, in yes. fact um, i'm sure you are familiar the self awareness is one of the concepts that is also available yeah. in the emotional intelligence by daniel goleman yeah and uh, according to vedanta this self awareness starts with inquiry of the self uh it's like vedanta that is a statement of vedanta sutra it starts with atatho brahma jigyasha the, the term jigyasha or jignasha or jigyasha means an inquiry mm. jigyasha is an inquiry about you inquiry about mm. us inquiry about every one of us inquiry mm. of what inquiry of who you are where you are coming from so when you are when you are able to know yourself well it is very easy for you to know other people so remember daniel coleman's model starts with self awareness then self management then you have awareness of other people uh, around you uh, that that means it can be your family members awareness of your people that you work in an organization awareness of your superior awareness of your subordinate awareness of other people so then what will happen is that relationship management will become better so first it starts with awareness of the self so yeah. that is where the vedanta comes in so awareness of the self also includes the ability of the leader to conquer the enemies that are within mm. themselves so that is all so that's why we always say that leadership is first leading yourself before you lead others and that is what exactly you've just said from the vedanta that it's the enemies within because we are our own enemies our mm -hmm. our thoughts i mean that yes. reminds me about that uh, that uh the scene from the battlefield when arjuna is talking to mm -hmm. krishna and his conflicts are not external the conflicts are internal which he has to overcome before he can make a decision that should he go into that that battlefield so that entire process is first when we have peace within can we actually and control self control can we actually lead not only ourselves better but also lead the people around the organizations and be more contributing members of society and that is what the leadership model as we've talked about starts from the self to outwards yeah thank you very much professor yes. for adding on that yes that that yes. was that, that's all about strategy and just add a little bit about the strategies and the systems that um 
the leadership development can bring uh, the, from the ancient systems before we uh, go to the last question for this interview. Okay. So if I want to add further on the self-awareness and uh, conquering the enemy within, the yeah. one good example is from the Bhagavad Gita. It mentions that your mind can be your friend and your mind can be your enemy. So the enemy, when we say enemy, I be, we have been talking about enemy. Who are the enemies? Enemies includes uh, what we call this uh, desire, anger, okay, greed, uh, pride, delusion, and envy. It is called karma, kroda, uh, loba, mada, moha, and matsarya. Okay. Right. So when the enemies within have been conquered, uh, you will attain peace, mental peace. Okay, when right. the peace, when you are peaceful, when your mind is peaceful, you will not be under stress. There is a stage uh, uh, where Krishna, as you mentioned about Krishna and Arjuna, uh, in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 2, verse 55, he was saying about Sita Prajnan. That means someone who self-relies, uh, someone who attains peace. So when one mm -hmm. attains peace, he will not be too much, uh, he will not be controlled by external stress or challenges mm. that comes to him or her. So he, therefore, when he or she is in peace, they, she will be able to make better decision, better decision for the betterment of the organization. Right. Okay. With that, I'm going to also just add in this quote from Bhagavad Gita, which says that self-control is the mantra to success. Because once we have yes. self-control and self-awareness over what mm. you said, our pleasures, our passions and our triggers, we will actually be able to lead ourselves better. Professor yes. Balav, let me ask you now, uh, as we are running short of time, I'm going to ask you your last question. That as we have emerging leaders watching us today, what would be your one message to them in their growth journey that they can take forward? Okay. As you have said, leadership is a journey. It is not a destination. Uh, and we have passed through many things or many challenges in life. And we will also be going through many challenges that is yet to come. So one of my famous quotes uh, is the quote from uh, Lord Buddha. Okay, Lord Buddha, who said that where we are now is based mm. on where or what we have been in the past. And where we are going to be tomorrow is going to be based on what we are going to do today. So for all the leaders, emerging leaders, aspiring leaders, you need to think of what are you going to do today that will be helpful for you, that will be able to bring you mental and emotional peace in the futures, in the future. Mm -hmm. So that's a message for me. They need to reflect on what they are going to do now, now what are they going to do today that will help them in future. Okay. Okay. So I will, you, I will add this Thank also you. from uh, Lord Buddha that yeah. all that we are mm. is the result of what we have thought and the mind is everything, yes. what we think we become. And that is exactly yes. what you are asking our emerging leaders to do today is mm. to self-reflect on where do they see themselves going in their growth journey. And it'll come mm -hmm. from the self-awareness, having that mindset that they want to grow 
reflecting on their internal processes, their systems, and deciding, all, I would also say having cultural awareness and thinking about how they can apply those ancient scripts to grow in their life. So with that, thank you, Dr. Bala, for joining us on our show today, which is Leadership Talks for Emerging Leaders. It's been an absolute privilege to have you with us today. Thank you, Kiran. Thank you for your invitation. Thank you. And with that, let me say thank you to our viewers for joining us today. We will be back next week with another guest to share their journey with all of you. For more information about Leadership Talks for Emerging Leaders, join our Facebook group, uh, Facebook page called Leadership Card and follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is your host, Kirit, signing off till we meet again. Thank you.